You know, the thing about the Razorback athletic program is as great as everything's going, it can no longer be considered an underdog. We'll talk about what that means, as well as the Razorback baseball team getting some accolades during the postseason, but wasn't enough. And then I'm going to talk about my PGA championship experience because I know you all care so much about it. This is the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Now, today I am going to have a great podcast for you because I'm going to try my best to make it happen. And uh, this week, I just want to let everybody know off the front that I am going to be taking a vacation to the beach uh, coming up this week. I'm going to be gone from... This Thursday until, I guess, next Thursday. So a full week, I will be gone on vacation. Uh, so the podcast may be a little different. Maybe, uh, I don't know. I haven't really decided. Like, I don't think I'll do a podcast from the beach, but I might do a podcast from the beach. Uh, but I'll keep you updated on it. But, uh, you know, I say it might be a good idea in theory, but then I know at the end of the day, it's probably not going to happen. But anyways. Uh, so that's going to be coming up. And so when if you notice that the podcast hasn't been uploaded for like a week or anything, you'll know why. Because I'm on vacation, but I'll be coming back right in time for Arkansas and the regional and baseball, and which we'll talk about that uh, here in just a second. So want to give you that update. But uh, as I was thinking over the weekend and obviously kind of getting prepared for a lot of the things that we would be talking about here on this podcast, I I started just continuing to look ahead to football. and. Obviously, with SEC Media Days coming up in July, there's going to be a lot of craziness going on there, especially with the Jimbo and Nick Saban saga. Then we're going to get into fall camp, and then we're going to have stories coming out of that, and practices we'll get to watch, and we'll get ready for the season and all those things as well. But I always like to compare things as far as where things are at right now compared to where they were a year ago, because I think that's the ultimate kind of way of expecting things and understanding things and seeing the progression of things and, and how they're going. And I'm talking about not only during this time of year, but also during the season. Like if you always look at it, think about, okay, what about this time last year? What about this time a year ago at this point in time, how things were, what was the mindset? What was the expectation? What was the talent level? What was the, the, the mood, the vibe, the, everything that goes along with it, I always like looking at it from a year ago perspective. And so I started thinking about that right now with Razorback football, once again, with this upcoming season and, and everything, like looking back to last May, where Razorback baseball was all the rage because they were the number one team in the country and they were going into the SEC tournament as being the favorite, all that. We don't have to talk about how it ended, but there was a lot of focus on that. But the football program at that point Everyone was kind of at the point where they were still so uncertain, but felt like, hey, maybe this is the year we could surprise some people. Maybe this is the year that, you know, we can really, you know, shock the world, if you will, even though SEC media days, when all the media starts picking who they think is going to place where in the SEC, Arkansas is probably going to be picked to finish last in the West, as is tradition. 
And a lot of people probably aren't going to give a lot of love to any of Arkansas's players when it comes to their preseason All-SEC team besides maybe Traylon Burks. Uh, and so it was really the feeling of, you know, we, we, we did some things last year, that three and seven year in 2020. Like we did some things that were, were pretty solid, but there's still a lot of people that probably don't believe in us. So we'll, we'll try to hopefully maybe prove them wrong this year, but we are going to be picked to be the dog again. We're going to be picked to be that team that just is the, the kicking mule of all the other SEC teams. And we'll be lucky to get out of the season with a bull bit. Well, as you know, last year happened, and not only was Arkansas not the worst team in the West, they were one of the better teams in the SEC West, if not the SEC. I still believe that at the end of the year, if you're doing the power rankings of all the SEC teams, you have Georgia 1, Bama 2, Ole Miss 3, and I think Arkansas was 4. And so... If you look at it from that perspective, it really shocked people and, and people started to come around on, hey, this isn't just a, a weird thing where Arkansas is getting the benefit of having a bad, an easy schedule, which they didn't, or they're not just getting some lucky breaks. They are actually turning out to be a really formidable and successful football program under Sam Pittman. And it's not about the, it's not about the coach and it's not about, or just the coach or about, about just the program or anything. It's the culmination of everything that seems like, hey, this could be something that works and the foundation's been laid. So now you think about the mindset that Razorback fans and you all probably have. Where you think about Sam Pittman and entering into his third year and the expectations that come along with it. Think about SEC Media Days when it comes up in the media. You know what they're not going to do this year? They're not going to pick Arkansas to finish last in the SEC West. I would even make the argument that they'll probably fit, have it Arkansas to pick to finish fourth because they're going to have Bama, number one, rightfully so. A lot of people are going to say A&M. A lot of people are probably going to say Ole Miss or LSU, and then Arkansas will be right there. When I go down to SEC Media Days, little spoiler alert, I'll probably have Arkansas pick to finish third, maybe second in the West if I'm feeling crazy. But – that's about where most people will pick them. And then when it comes to their all SEC selections, I think a lot more people are going to look at some Razorback players like a KJ Jefferson, for instance, uh, like uh, one of the running backs for Arkansas, Ricky Stromberg on the offensive line, Bumper Pool, Drew Sanders, the transfer that has come in, Jalen Catalan. There's going to be a lot of people that start really piecing it all together and, and giving Arkansas where suddenly it's no longer about, oh, well, you know, they're they're just going to be the whipping boy over there and the, let the big boys play football over here. It's not going to be that mentality. People are actually going to start believing in Arkansas and picking Arkansas and thinking that they are going to not only continue to be a better program, but possibly even be a better team this upcoming season than what they were last year. And so what that means is when you start getting the media, the – the non-biased media on your side of saying, hey, this team's pretty good. This program's pretty good. People are going to start believing it. People are going to start reading it. And it's almost going to be a trickle-down effect where if you got the media thinking it, then you got the fans thinking it, and then you got people around the country thinking it, and then you got the, the social media aspect of it where people start talking about it and 
sharing all those stories and saying, hey, this is how good we're going to be. And then it gets, of course, to the fans in general. And when the fans start reading about this and start seeing all these things, guess what? The fans start saying, there's the expectation. They've laid the expectation for us. They say we're one of the better teams in the West, or they think that we're going to be a team that could be even better than what we were last year. So therefore, that's where our expectation is going to be. And alongside with that expectation, there's going to be people that are going to start taking you a lot more seriously. It's not going to be just you being that feel-good story of possibly coming up and you know, willing yourself to victory by overcoming the odds and beating teams that should be better than you on paper, but they're not because you went out there and you took care of business and won. People are going to start saying, hey, Arkansas, you, you gotta, you're gonna, you're gonna win some games this year. You know, you're not just the you're not just the team that everyone's hoping that can do well, or you're not the cute story. You are a team that is expected to win. You are no longer the underdog. You're not the underdog against the majority of the SEC teams you're going to face. Because if you think about it, folks, in the eight SEC games that Arkansas will be having next year, I don't want to look at just Vegas because, you know, Vegas can do a lot of things. But I think that you will be favored or at least expected to win in at least four of those games, maybe even more. Same in the non-conference. Everyone's expecting you to win all of your non-conference games because it looks, at least on paper and how things have gone, that that is something that you should do. So all those things involved kind of gives you the idea of what the vibe is right now. And since you are no longer going to be considered an underdog for Razorback football, and we could also use this for other sports too, and who knows, maybe we will on a different podcast. Since you're no longer viewed as the underdog, you want to be the big dog. Because there's really only two schools of thought in this whole process. Because you don't want to be, if you don't want to be the underdog, then you have to be the big dog that goes in with a target on your back that everyone wants to beat because that means that it'll be a huge win for them. They know you're a good team. They know that you're better than them and you're going to get their best shot. That is going to be the case this year in football. Is you're going to be a team that people are going to expect great things from. And when other teams play you, they're going to give you the best shot because you will be a top 25 team that if they beat you, it would be a top 25 win. Or if you had one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC and KJ Jefferson, they want to beat that quarterback. They want to hurt his Heisman Trophy chances. They want to do all of that against you. People know you now. People know who you are now. Now it's about having that own expectation for yourself and understanding that people know who you are and still going out and taking care of business. That, to me, is the ultimate type of viewpoint that you can have as a program where you transition from being that under because let's be honest it's easier to get people to get people to believe and to get people to to really talk about you and think about you when you're able to overcome the odds but when the odds are in your favor can you handle it can you be the one that everyone's still betting on where suddenly it's like Hey, well, Arkansas is a better team, so yeah, I'm going to expect them to win. Or I'm going to bet on them to win. Can you live up to that? Can you still have the chip on your shoulder while also understanding that the other team probably has a bigger chip than you? Can you still win with that mentality? That's going to be the biggest question this year, and that's why the vibe right now 
needs to be about not being an underdog, but needs to be about being the big dog. And I think Arkansas can be the big dog this upcoming football season. Our partners at betonline.net continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports infos. So for the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures, betonline.net is your continued source for all sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs to esports and to so much more. So head to the website today and use your mobile device and sign up to listen and hear about all the trends and actions at betonline.net, where the game starts. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so uh, we talked a little football, but now I want to talk a little baseball. And uh, obviously, a lot of Razorback baseball fans are kind of disappointed with the way things are going right now. Understandably, uh, because of the expectation that came along with it, you ended the regular season losing both series to Vanderbilt and to Alabama. You lost the SEC West title when it seemed like it was right there in your grasp, but you could have taken care of business, and you didn't do it. You didn't take advantage, and now you kind of limp into the SEC tournament, which we'll see how that goes down this week because of rain and weather. Who knows what that's going to actually look like? But you know, overall, it's just not been as what you were hoping to be. Not saying it's been a bad season because it hasn't been. For crying out loud, you're still a good baseball team, but. Uh, just given the the circumstances and we go back to the expectation, it's kind of been uh, a little lame. And here and here's the thing that like and I don't want to try to let me preface this. I don't want to try to either go after any players or like put down any players or anything like that. That's not my like purpose or anything like that. Like I don't like doing that. But I also feel like I can be fair in any sort of criticisms or any sort of uh, points that I can make when it comes to Razorback Athletics of saying that this is where it either needs to be or should be or this was disappointing or whatever. So let me preface by saying that. But we know that around this time of year, postseason awards come out for Razorback baseball right before the SEC tournament. And I saw, of course, according to the press release and everything that came along with it, is that Arkansas had four Razorbacks earn all SEC honors. It's like, okay, great. Uh, you know, that's, I guess, a pretty good number, especially considering the conference and how many great players are there. But the thing is, is that Brady Tiger and Hagen Smith both were all SEC freshmen. Absolutely warranted and deserved. Those guys were money. Uh, and I can't wait to see the future they have with Razorback baseball. They're going to be big-time pitchers uh, for Arkansas in the near future, especially just being freshmen for the next two years. And Connor Noland and Robert Moore were both named to the all SEC defensive team. And it was like, okay, I get that, you know. But when it comes to actually all SEC players, straight up, Arkansas didn't have any. Not one postseason all SEC player. They had two all defensive team players and two all freshman team players. And again, awesome, awesome, congratulations, all of that. But to think about Arkansas preseason, where they had, I believe, four preseason all-SEC selections, to this postseason where they have none, really kind of puts things into perspective of, okay, maybe this was, maybe there is something more to where something's off. And I'm not, because listen, it was the coaches, like it's people that are picking these guys preseason, so I know things happen. It's not always going to be perfect. It's not always going to work out. But to think that 
Arkansas had so much talent coming into this year, especially because like if you remember when we had the discussion, we're like, pitching's the biggest question. Pitching's the biggest issue. And when Peyton Paulette went out, it was like, golly, like this could be this could be bad where Arkansas has given up a ton of runs in a lot of these games, which they their pitching hasn't been overly great. But you've had guys step up. You know, the starters have been fine. They've been a little shaky and a little inconsistent, but they've been fine. The bullpen's been great. You had some a great closer in Tiger. Like things really worked out in that front a lot better than we thought. But it's the hitting that has really, really been struggling. And when you had as much talent returning as you did last year of guys like Robert Moore, guys like Jalen Battles and Caden Wallace and Brady Slavens and, you know, guys like that, and you just didn't really have any sort of improvement and hitting, it's one of those things that starts to make you question about, okay, so what happened here? Like, what, where's the disconnect? How did it get to this point? Now, I know a lot of people have been taking a lot of shots at Nate Thompson, the hitting coach, and. Um, you know, when you see something that you expect to be better than what it is and it's not very good, then yeah, maybe you start, you know, questioning things and be like, okay, well, what's the, there's obviously a problem here. And if this problem is hitting and he's the hitting coach, then, you know, let's start drawing the lines there. And so there may be something to that. Like, I'm not saying there isn't, uh, but it, it's just, it, it, I think it's more complicated than just saying, okay, well, fire Nate Thompson. Like, I don't think that that's, just the, the no all end all be all thing that's going to fix all the problems. I always think it's a little more complicated than that. But there's no doubt that there has been something that has happened. And I know pitching is improving in college baseball. I was actually talking to somebody about this yesterday. The, the way that pitching has improved in college baseball from just five to 10 years ago is incredible. Uh, the way that they're throwing and how fast that they're throwing uh, compared to where they were before is, is next level. So it's like I get that there's going to be changes and it's not always going to be that way. But just seeing some of the batting averages of Arkansas players compared to a lot of the other players in the SEC, especially, it just it hasn't been to where people were hoping it would be. And I thought that honestly, that would be one of the strengths of this team would be their hitting because of who they were returning and how good they were this past year. But all those things into the mix, it just kind of frustrates you and it concerns you. And it makes you wonder, is this team going to be built for postseason play? Now, a lot of things can happen. Like Arkansas can go on a run and get things all put together. And then, boom, before you know it, they're in the College World Series. Like, that absolutely could happen. I don't think that there's any doubt that it wouldn't happen. But the fact of the matter is, is that you still have a lot more things to work on. You still have a lot more things to try and, and handle to make this into an elite baseball team this year. And fans are frustrated. Of course they are. They you know, they they see that there's talent there, but it just doesn't, you know, it's kind of like if you had a great year the previous year, which Arkansas did, and then you kind of had a disappointing end, people are already going to be frustrated by that. And then you add into the mix where, yeah, they lost a few of their key pieces from that year, especially Kevin Copps, but they're returning so many of those players. And then they add in a couple of transfers, and then they add in a great recruiting class and all those things into the mix people start saying, okay, well, last year was so great and we return a huge amount of those players that were so good last year. So now let's let's just you know transition and, and we'll expect big things this year. Maybe not the number one team in the country because that's a lot, but expecting some, some improvements and expecting us to be right there into the mix as well and be motivated to jump back into it. And it, and it just hasn't happened. It hasn't, it hasn't materialized. 
And so I understand that like there's going to be some frustrations that fans have. And I understand that, you know, the the players and, and the team will probably be frustrated by those frustrations. But at the end of the day, when you build a monster, you got to feed it. And fans seeing all the things going into place and you know, Arkansas having the disappointing end to last year and the, the disappointing pointing losses that they've had last year. And people can say whatever they want, but seeing Tony Vitello and Tennessee dominate as much as they have this year is added into that frustrations, you know, whether you like it or not, because they know that he was a former Arkansas coach and the connection there, like all of that stuff is just kind of building up. And I, I feel for the players. I feel for Dave Van Horn because it's almost like, hey, it's still a really, they're still having a really good year. Like they're at a top 15 team. Like they're, they're really good. But, you know, when the expectation is all the way up here and you don't, get to that point people are going to start to start really being concerned about it so that's kind of where they're at right now but i guess we'll see what happens in postseason play i'm gonna tell you about a really fun experience i had over the weekend on the other side of the break here on the locked on razorbacks podcast you are locked on razorbacks your daily podcast on the arkansas razorbacks part of the locked on podcast network your team every day all right, so final uh, little segment here. And again, I like to use the final segment for some nonsense sometimes, especially when things roll slow in sports. But uh, because you all care so much, I went to the PGA Championship this past weekend in Tulsa. And I will say that that was my first PGA event ever. And I was so glad that it was a major and something that was really exciting to, to be a part of and to go to and to have fun with, especially in Tulsa and everything. And I, I was just, I was blown away by the experience. Like it was really good. That was a long day. Walking up and down those courses and everything. It was a long day. Definitely got your steps in. But uh, what a cool experience. And, and not only being able to be there, but uh, I got to see Tiger Woods in person, like really pretty close to it, which, you know, it's he, he didn't do well and he withdrew. But at least I got to see him. So that was pretty cool. Uh, and then seeing him and seeing like Rory and Spieth and, you know, all those guys out there and, and Will Zaltoris. And it's just, it was really awesome. And just to really put things into perspective I, I go out there and you know i golf i don't i'm not very good although i will say me and my team did win the morning flight of the arkansas sports hall of fame celebrity golf tournament yesterday at chanel country club no big deal i contributed a putt but um like i enjoy golfing and again i'm not good but i like playing and i like trying to get better and I feel like I have gotten better, which is not saying much because I was just trash. But, you know, I'll go out there and, you know, you'll hit a couple good shots every here and there. You know, you'll have a good drive here. Or maybe you'll have a, a good chip here, a good putt, whatever it may be. You know, you'll always kind of get those moments that increase your love for the game and think like, oh, I can do this. I can make this happen. I can do this. But there is nothing more incredible to where it's like, you know, those guys I played with yesterday, for instance, at Chanel Country Club, those are really good guys, really good golfers. Like, putting me to shame it wasn't even close and then like those guys though as good as they were they wouldn't even get close even get close to playing on the on the tour at all and then i see go out there and i see the guys that are actually on tour and see the way they hit and the way they just go out there and, and do i'm like this is insane like you think that it's one thing to watch it on tv or whatever but so I go there in person to see the way they hit and just crushing it and, and you know, just straight shots and, you know, long drives and, and everything like that. I'm like, man, 
they're just a whole nother level. And there's a reason why there's only so many guys that will be so great at this sport and why it's so difficult to win it. Because not only are they doing all those things, but when they're doing those things and they're doing it over a four-day span, not being in a golf cart, but walking the entire course, like all those things, I'm like, good grief. That you you just really appreciate the the athleticism and the way that they were able to to be so dominant in the game that they're at. So it just really put things into perspective for me. And, and I was just like super impressed by it as well. So, but I, I don't know. I thought that it was just a great experience overall and it was a lot of fun. And um, if you ever have a chance to go to a PGA event, uh, be sure to check it out because it, it is totally worth it. Absolutely worth it. I encourage all of you to do it. So uh, be sure to make that happen if you ever have the chance. Appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.